Welcome to Bewitching Your Day. Hey, Merry Meet guys, and welcome to episode 6 of Bewitching Your Day. Today we're talking about Amber. And I actually did a lot of research. I, I have a friend that I've been talking to who is a devotee of Freya. And when I thought of Freya, I immediately thought of her necklace, uh, which I found out the pronunciation is Brisingaman. And um, so that led me to start thinking about Amber. And I'm going to try something a little different today. I'm going to go off the cuff. I'm just reading from notes instead of kind of an essay form. And hopefully this will help me flow a little bit more with these uh, daily devotions. So, um, Amber, because it uh, is something that has was once living and was preserved from the past, and sometimes it'll even have insects in it or pieces of the tree bark, uh, from the tree that it was created. Since it comes to us from the past, it is thought to be linked with Akasha, which is life force, um, but not just life force, life force through time. If you're familiar at all with the Akashic Records, that's the concept that all of our collected wisdom and spirituality, all the things that we've known and lived and experienced, are somehow held in these kind of mystical records. Uh, that can be accessed through deep meditation or ritual. It's a really interesting concept and probably one for another show, but because Amber has survived and come to us over the ages, it's thought to contain some small bit of that life force. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, it's been found through many uh, different cultures. Uh, different cultures revered it in different ways. Um, because it is kind of rare, and because it does have, you know, those insects and bark and everything, um, it's always been seen as very mystical. In Greek legend, uh, Amber was considered the tears of the sun nymphs called the Heliads. Um, and at other times, it was known as Lynx Stone because it was thought to be the crystallized urine of the Lynx. Uh, perhaps the most well-known uh, legend with Amber is that of Brisingaman, um, which was the necklace that Freya wore, and it has an interesting origin. Freya happened upon some dwarves who were creating this necklace, and it was so beautiful, it was so stunning and so bright in this dark cave where they were crafting this necklace that she knew that she had to have it. And she offered to buy the necklace, she would do anything for it, and the dwarves didn't want money. What they wanted was for her to marry them each for a day and a night and to lay with them, which she did. Uh, she was so attracted to this necklace. It was so beautiful. And so she did. But when she left this, this lair of the dwarves and went back to find her lover, Odun, uh, she... She was ashamed because, you know, she had pretty much broken her vows to her lover. and But she had this beautiful necklace. So she took it back home and she hid it. And Loki knew that this had happened. So Loki, being the pain in the ass that he is, basically <laughs> found the necklace and stole it from, from Freya and brought it to Odin and told her what she had done. So Freya goes to Odin, and she's filled with remorse, and she's crying. And Odin forgives her, 
Um, but he does give her the caveat that she has to wear that necklace for the rest of her life or, you know, forever, basically. And she does so, and it's kind of a symbol of her shame, but later on it kind of morphs into just a symbol of her and a symbol of her beauty. And it becomes pretty much synonymous with uh, the, the power of love and the power of beauty as personified through Freya. So, um, you know, as I do, I looked in two different books, and um, a lot of what I'm what I've actually just said came from the Women's Dictionary of Symbols and Sacred Objects by Barbara Walker. Uh, let's see if there was anything else. And actually, it's kind of funny. There was a lot of uh, funny health uses. Um, let me see. It, it is related to the sun, obviously. And Camillus Leonardus in 1502 said in the Speculum Lepidum that amber will cure disorders of the throat and belly, counteract poison, and when laid on the breast of a sleeping woman will make her confess all of her sins. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, in Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Crystal, Gem, and Metal Magic, he lists the powers of healing, strength, beauty, and attraction. Um, and also, to me, that's really what it has always meant. Uh, to me, it has symbolized the sun and warmth. Uh, just because of that deep golden color. But also beauty and attraction because of its uh, ties to Freya. And healing and strength because those are things that come from the sun, from that warm, masculine, projective energy. And actually a lot of Wiccan elders, uh, priestesses, will wear a necklace made of amber and jet beads. Uh, the amber is thought to represent the sun and the projective energies of the sun and the masculine energies of the sun, whereas the jet represents the receptive powers of the feminine and of the moon. So so it's always been one of my favorite stones. Now, do you have any amber that you could play with today? If not, look at pictures of amber online. Places like Pinterest are really good for doing things like this. Visualize the warmth of the stone washing through you today. And leave me some notes on amyravenson.com and let me know what you think. Blessed be. Check out my blog at amyravenson.com. You can also find me on Twitter under Amy Ravenson. You can find me on Facebook under amy.ravenson. Or email me directly at amyravenson at gmail.com. Blessed be.